Welcome to Ahead of the Game, a podcast brought to you by the Digital Marketing Institute. I'm your host, Will Francis, and today I'll be talking to Peter Shannon and Olive Marr from Simply Social, a social media marketing agency in Dublin that specializes in social media strategy, management, and content creation. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Peter is the managing director of the agency, and Olive is in account manager. And welcome to the podcast, guys. It is great to have you on. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I know that this episode's going to be, I think I've, I sense already, I don't want to jinx it, but I think it's going to be popular because I know that it's a really hot topic. It's something that, you know, I, I my job is teaching people about this stuff and everyone is floundering. Everyone's still adjusting to social media as an idea and has been doing for a decade. And now there seems to be a massive shift taking place and a whole other lot of adjustment that companies are going to have to make. I'm not sure they're quite prepared. So I'd like to talk to you about that. Um, so let's start with that. Just let's set the scene. What is the, what's the crack right now? Like what's going on in social media? What are you seeing just in the, in the recent weeks and months um, happening in social I think the most evident and obvious thing anyway, first and foremost, is there's just been this seismic shift in in kind of video first content. Um so you know what we're saying to we're saying to all our clients is there needs to be video first needs to be the preference of everything. And um, you can see that with the kind of increase in uh, the user monthly users on TikTok. Um so kind of what it would have been like is previous is the, like a client could have nearly gotten away with shooting a bunch of still content would have done them across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but that's completely changed now. Um, so there's definitely a preference on, on video content. Now, is that just TikTok or is that for every platform? No, it's TikTok, it's Instagram Reels, it's YouTube Shorts. Um, so yeah, there's, it's definitely video first is where it's at in, in 2022. I think what we've noticed kind of hugely is that um, a lot of the other platforms have very much responded to TikTok success over the last kind of few months here. Um, and that's kind of why a lot of them are shifting to video first content is because they're seeing the short form kind of very engaging from the get-go 10, you know, to 30 second long videos are just very much catching people's catching people's attention a lot more than still images. And in kind of, I suppose, in like as, as a result of that, Instagram are much more pushing the reels and any sort of video content much more than they are just still images. You're just not getting the reach. Like we, we've noticed, especially over the last month, the organic reach it for stills is just not really yeah, there anymore. Not there, no. And these are these are clients that are like, you know, they'd have a very good following, always had a very kind of good, a very engaging sort of audience. And we've noticed that it's just it, it is essentially just the platform and we've noticed across everyone. So we were kind of panicking for a bit going, oh God, what, what are we doing wrong? <laughs> um, but then we we kind of noticed and spoke to other people in the industry and it, and it is it is kind of a general consensus now that they are um, they are pushing video um, across all different platforms, Meta especially, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I suppose the blunt question to put to you there is, is there any point in doing still content anymore? Do we need to keep that up? Um, yeah, it's a strange one. I think for some brands, yes. Like we've seen, we work with um, a lot of FMCG brands here in Ireland, uh, one of them being the biggest popcorn brand in Ireland. It's called Manhattan Popcorn. Um, and we funnily enough the only still content that gainers engagement is memes 
So yeah, there's kind of that middle ground where it's obviously been video versus preference, but there's still a humor play on memes, which is obviously still content. So, um, I mean, it's also not feasible for a lot of clients budget wise to be pushing out video content every single day on Instagram. Um, so yes, there will be a place for stills, but it's just not going to be in the same same kind of preference or same level as, 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 as what it was. Yeah. And I think as well, like what we're noticing is the kind of, you know, the clients that would come to us looking for the very aesthetically pleasing sort of still images content. Um, obviously, you know, that's it's still a huge part for for a lot of brands, but it's they're using it much more now. And we're also recommending it to be much more of like a kind of a visual CV as to why when someone goes on onto their Instagram profile, it kind of it looks very aesthetically pleasing. Um, it, it, like there's been a lot of kind of stuff done as to if some if your feed looks nice just in the first nine posts, so you are more inclined to follow. So they're using it more. It's like the brand's glossy magazine, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, it's like, yeah. A, it's like a shop front. Exactly. And Instagram are kind of realizing that as well. Like yeah. there's new updates. Like it's it's quite a, quite a, quite intense with the amount of updates that are coming to to Instagram on a daily basis. We're being fed. So the big one that's coming as well in the, in the not so distant future is you're going to be able to be you're basically going to be able to customize your grid. So that's gonna be huge for brands as well. So like you said, when someone clicks on and they get an initial look or view of what your brands looks like, you in the past you have to stick to your latest posts where you're where kind of what you look like. But now it's gonna be everything's customizable. So for example, if you're a brand that's bringing out a new product, you can change your whole grid to be specified for that product. Yeah. Um so yeah, it, there's a lot of changes happening, especially on Instagram. They're kind of chasing their tail a bit in terms of like obviously the elephant in the room that is TikTok. And um, so as I kind of we we've chatted about it before, but they're kind of trying to garner engaged bits from all different platforms. So they've they robbed stories from Snapchat, they robbed Instagram reels from TikTok. So they're kind of in a some way they're trying to be everything all in one, you know? So um We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Like we're we're kind of um, you know, we're like we, we are excited by the, the video kind of side kind of coming to light as well, especially on the TikTok um front, because it means that a lot of the content we're shooting now is just the creativity side rather than, you know, like having to spend kind of huge budget, you know, budgets on professional shots. So it is exciting, but I think I I can imagine Instagram will still try to remain um you know have the sort of polished video look rather mm. than tiktok which is the more kind of free form kind of doing it on the cost very reactive, reactive yeah. um and i think like it could be good for them but again we're, we're just kind of we take it day by day and as peter says there's a new update every day that we have to process and try and figure out then how we're gonna how we're gonna Stay you know yeah Here, here's a question for you if i started my own let's say uh, e-commerce brand tomorrow and i had a fairly small budget maybe just like one or two thousand euro a month, something like that. Um, and it's completely new brand. It's got zero presence. What would your advice to me be in terms of where to spend my time and money? I'd say uh, TikTok. I'd say TikTok 100%. is where, where it's at. Like in terms of starting a brand from scratch, that's where I'd be looking at anyway. Like what, we, what we're saying is TikTok is kind of where Instagram was playing seven, eight years ago. So at the moment, there's a real, real um, opportunities to succeed on the platform. So in terms of, first of all, the amount of ads that are on the platform for every 10 ads on Facebook and Instagram, there's one ad on TikTok. So 
there's real, real potential there to get your product seen. It's a really affordable time to be advertising on TikTok. Because it's less saturated. It's less saturated in terms of campaigns you can run as well. Um, so in terms of like building a core audience, you can run campaigns to gain followers on TikTok. So if I was starting off an e-commerce brand, I'd maybe want to build up a couple of thousand followers first to get eyes on product. So you can gain that with campaigns running through TikTok and then from there start retargeting consumers uh, through, through paid ads. Yeah, and I think um, like, um, you know, if you're going in kind of a thousand, two thousand euro a month on Instagram, like obviously you do have the, like the the ad side still on Facebook and Instagram is there and is pretty prevalent in like a lot of the brands we work with. But if you're starting from scratch right now, you've no kind of, you know, again, no historic data, I would say to, like you'd be kind of silly to put all that money into Instagram, Facebook when TikTok is just sitting there waiting, waiting to be capitalized on. And as P- Peter's saying, like the advertising on TikTok is, it is so cheap right now. Like I setting up a few of the campaigns myself over the last few months, like noticing the price difference across every single type of campaign, it 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 really is on sale just because there's not obviously every brand is not like isn't on there yet, and we are brands that are pretty established coming to us going we we have no idea about TikTok, um can you just kind of give us a hand even starting out and it it really is in the early stages still even though to kind of the Gen Z kind of generation it might not seem like that but it, it really is in, in, in the kind of in the brand um, and kind of business sort of side of things it's always the way I mean as you said you know it's where Instagram was many years ago it took years for brands to get their heads around Instagram um, and it, yeah clearly that's happening with TikTok it's interesting because over the course of the um, the pandemic what's happened is the cost per click on platforms like Meta has gone up considerably so are you saying that if I was to drive clicks through TikTok, it would be a lot cheaper? And by what factor? Are we talking sort of half as cheap on average? I mean, so it, it, it's obviously it's kind of difficult to compare fully because a lot of like a huge portion of the brands, as Peter was saying, we work with FMCG groups and like a huge amount of alcohol brands and um, we work with. So for their e-commerce, uh, their e-commerce on Instagram and Facebook, it actually looks pretty different to how like a clothing brand would anyway, just because of the nature of their business. Um, and alcohol brands still are not allowed to advertise on TikTok. Um, so I, I can't fully kind of give you like a, you know, this brand on this platform is this amount and then on TikTok it's this amount. But in terms of me just comparing the brands as a whole, I would say it's about like a third, a quarter of the price right now. Um, in comparison of like even just even engagement campaigns, I can mm-hmm. kind of fully compare. I would say at least that. Um, and when you're starting off with a brand on TikTok, um, like what we found is um, with with a lot of the brands we work with, they're only Irish. We're only kind of showing them to Irish audiences initially. And when it's that first initial push, like I think the cost per follower, and these are like very targeted followers who obviously want to follow the brand, who know them. They're in Ireland. They're in a certain age range. Um, it was maybe like five or six cents or something, which is like really cheap for a very good quality. Um, Targeted yeah, following. Like yeah, like very, very I think cheap. Also, though, it's the opportunity for organic growth on it as well. So, yeah, you know, like that's the thing. Like it's for these brands to jump on trends and then from there garner organic followers. And I don't know if you know the brand. Uh, they're big in the UK, uh, Little Moons. Uh, they're like mochi, like mochi or mochi balls. Yeah, mochi. Yeah. Uh, blew up over t- over lockdown, um, and they have you know over 
I think it could be 300,000 followers on the platform, um, millions and millions of views on, on their profile, um, just because they were kind of garnishing in that uh, ASMR style, um, I guess, kind of trend-led content uh, through lockdown, and they blew up. So it's not only a great place at the moment to start in terms of gaining followers through paid media, but it's also a really good platform organically to succeed on it. Because at the moment for Instagram, anyway, if you're not paying, you're not playing. So it's like organically, it's really, really hard to reach your, your, your target audience. And um, it's also really hard to reach your audience if, even if they're following you in the first place. So like if you pop up, pop up a post, you can't, you cannot be guaranteed that um, your followers are going to see it, which is, a real pity for the mental effort that goes into creating that content. Um, so now, yeah, so now we're seeing like, you know, for Instagram as well, a big push and just, you know, creating a, a number of stories and then trying to, you know, repost your post as a story. So at least it gets a few more eyes on on, on the, the content and it can be seen a bit better. Yeah, it's interesting that, that you know, uh, we the algorithms were implemented on platforms like Facebook and Instagram and users... Uh, weren't so sure about it, but it turned out it's better for them. Brands don't love it because organic reach got hurt. And there was a lot of resistance from us around algorithms. But then TikTok comes along and it is hugely algorithmically driven, like far beyond any other platform we've ever seen. And turns out that's actually a really good system because it doesn't matter who you follow. In fact, it's why would you leave it down to me, the user, to like follow all the right people to get the right content? Surely now a piece of software is far better at selecting the be you know the most interesting content for me. TikTok realized that. So it is it, completely algorithmically driven regardless of who you follow and that just match makes the, the right content with the right people. And like you say I suppose the opportunity for a small brand is if they create good content and it's clearly for a certain kind of person, the algorithm will put it in front of that certain kind of person if the content's good, right? Um I heard someone say um you know in terms of TikTok anyway, that, um, you know, before in the past, like it would have been very much so trend, trend driven. Um, but, and it still is to this day, but it's, it's also the amount of effort you're putting in right now really stands. So you'll see a lot of these creators that are on TikTok, they're, they're posting, you know, some of them are two, three times a day. Yes, and um, so they're just really trying to get as much content out there and as many eyes on that content. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting space and it's going to be, it'll be interesting as well. Cause I heard, you know, that, um, someone said, oh, why don't Instagram just copy their algorithm? These are really, really technical algorithms that aren't just switched on overnight. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of which way it maneuvers over the next couple of years. Well, I think Instagram are trying to introduce more of that randomness and serendipity in the feed they're showing us more and more content from people we don't follow it's actually not working though to be honest because even I'm, I'm getting annoyed seeing like random people random are, like very structured put together professional content like when you know i want to just see the content from people i know yeah from your friends yeah exactly and because instagram still has that level of professionalism like you know i know like anyone who's posting on tiktok it is a very kind of colloquial tone much more colloquial than the instagram like even just my peers and everything you know so if i'm seeing kind of random posts from people i don't know on instagram and um, there is again that level of polishness that is just not really hitting the same as seeing a 
funny random video from someone from across the world on TikTok because there's no like no one's buying their P and Q's and you know P's and Q's in terms of the that sort of professional look. So. Hello, a quick reminder from me that if you're enjoying our podcast series, why not become a member of the DMI so that you can enjoy loads more content from webinars and case studies to toolkits and more real-life insights from the world of digital marketing. Head to digitalmarketinginstitute.com forward slash ahead of the game to sign up for free. Now back to the podcast. What's your process for managing this with clients? So ideating, planning content, and then as you stick to your content calendar, are being reactive to trends um, as they kind of crop up? Yeah, um, it depends on the client we work with. Some clients tend to take a less is more approach. So they'll be looking primarily at um, longer term trends. And then they'll be putting just spend behind those trends. And some of the kind of larger clients we look at might be doing that. Um, In terms of kind of the day-to-day running in terms of how how we work um so a lot of for for example for instagram we we shoot kind of once a month for most of our clients for example a lot of the alcohol clients but um in general shoot once a month and then a lot of the content on tiktok will be reactive as well um so we try and plan and structure as much as we can uh, and then the account managers, I guess, work with the brand managers on, on the other side and we use a system called Planable. So all the content's uploaded, copy is added, and then there's there's uh, room for sign-off from both sides. Um, and like with, with the, on the TikTok side, it is slightly different um, for most kind of brands. Once we're having like kind of onboarding calls with them, we do set the precedence pretty quickly that TikTok is again reactive. It is not going to be that polished sort of content that they are looking for and are, you know, want to have on Instagram and Facebook. And we kind of make that very clear and very apparent initially. And it's it's kind of one of our um criteria as well for obviously us working with a client, let alone them kind of looking to work with us, is that little bit of flexibility that um, you know, that we have that we can have um so that we can just they can just trust us to put the best sort of reactive stuff up, um, up there. Yeah, and that's, like you said, especially for TikTok, because if everything is super, super structured there, it doesn't fly. So, for example, if um, there was a, a strange trend yesterday in Ireland um, that went viral of this guy, just the way he was pronouncing a protein bar, and it sounded like protein bore. And the torch. obviously, it, honestly, it was everywhere all over TikTok. In like if a video went up three or four comments, someone just commented protein board. So um being able and then a lot of brands you, you would have seen have just jumped on it and created content around this protein board. So that's how strange and unique and reactive you have to be that there can be something like that that comes through the door and you have to be able to say, we need to react to this now. We have our guys on the on the ground. Can they create content around this? And um, so we have within our agency we have someone's sole job is literally just to look at trends all day and see what's trending and then trying to create content around those trends. And so who knew that would have been a job 10 years ago? And so kind of media is just, it's, it's changing so fast and so quickly. So it's kind of like, how do we, how do we adapt and how can we kind of stay on top of it ourselves? You know? Yeah. uh, That's, that's interesting. And, And in terms of like ideation, so, okay, you spot a trend how do you come up with ideas? Do you have time to brainstorm or does just one person come up with an idea and say, right, this is it. I'm going to produce it. 
it's kind of like the, the brain summary, it, like it still happens. It's just in a very different format to what it would be for, again, those very structured sort of monthly shoots. And um, it would be kind of a case where someone would see a trend. We might put it into like our kind of internal work chat and then they might kind of say this would be good for this brand, this brand, this brand. And then we all kind of would pop out a few ideas, but it's, it's very different um, mm. to kind of the very structured sort of, um it's so creative storyboard yeah and, you know. it is though the most creative platform I, for I sure so, yeah. like there's just so much scope like in i guess a good way to look at it is um brands traditionally traditional advertising brands have to be so um careful and safe but you know that's changed massively and um, look at the likes of ryanair look at their twitter account look at their tiktok account in the last two years how much has that changed in in, in the last 10 years so um yeah it's it's an interesting one and it's kind of as you mentioned just very very reactive um but again it's fun and if your content as a brand goes viral because you're creative everyone wins um and i think as well like something that we're kind of realizing as much as brands are themselves is like obviously again we have you have the ryanair you have the duolingo you have the kind of those brands that are very um very kind of up for being very tongue-in-cheek very out there with their kind of community management that style of content and then also that there is room for brands on TikTok that you know aren't feeling as bold in terms of their tone of voice changing that much it's just it's more getting their head around the having to have very very polished content um but in terms of like the guess the ton like kind of tongue uh, tongue-in-cheek pardon me um tone of voice like it's not extremely necessary but to go as viral as ryan or have and everything that's kind of what ties you over the edge as well as the content um so again there's different ways to approach tiktok but what we're finding is brands are coming around to the idea more um as as each day kind of passes yeah so when you spot these trends is it you know is it is it appropriate for brands to stitch other creators and users content and a lot of brands take a lot of um inspiration let's call it from each other and from other creators so that's what a trend is you're just copying and making your own spin on someone else's piece of content like like i mentioned earlier that protein board thing like the weirdest things can trend so it's like how do you adapt that to your brand um the stitch element to tiktok instagram have a two now is really really good so you can just react to someone's video and put your own spin on it well that's it that you know and is it appropriate for a company to literally stitch another or duet with another piece of content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we do it all the time. <laughs> what, what I what I would say is the the kind of um uh, like the kind of issues I think arose initially with TikTok when it was more, I think, um like just regular people were kind of uh kind of doing dances, that sort of stuff, and not crediting, let's say, the initial mm. person who created it. Um, I remember there was loads of issues around then and kind of even bigger, bigger kind of influencers would be doing these dances and not giving credit to the original creator. But I find now all that sort of stuff has much more transitioned just into trends. Um, so it, there's there's very few dances. I mean, I like they wouldn't be on my kind of homepage anyway, but it's not as not as big anymore because obviously the audience age has, has changed quite, quite drastically. And it's there, there's never really any issues now with kind of trends being hopped on because um, I suppose a trend becomes a trend usually not by 
creation of like a dance it's it is just something that catches on like your man with the protein bore you yeah, know yeah, yeah um so yeah it, any issues that kind of were there initially it kind of fizzled out mm. um and plus you're able to anyway. see like for example trend like it's for brands anyway there's a big kind of gray space that comes into play with copyright for music it's it's um it's 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 not TikTok down loud if you have a business account, but you can use trending sounds always. So that's kind of what a lot of them jump on because there won't be any kind of copyright issues there. Yeah, because it's because it's not music; it's just literally like a sound of you know. Yeah, sound of, or a remix or something. Yeah. So you can actually click on that sound or remix that you see in a video, and then what will pop up is all these videos that brands and other people have used it. So that in itself is just creative inspiration. Um. I was lucky enough to be in TikTok HQ in Dublin um, a few weeks ago. Um, we got invited to chat with the CEO and um, he was mentioning one, or he's kind of asking what one thing do you think that would really benefit you guys in terms of working with the brands you're working with. Um, they, at the moment, they have a section in TikTok for Business, create a studio that you can see what are all the trending songs that are, within within your country at the moment and i said the one thing that would be really useful for brands if you have that but just for trending sounds um and again maybe false promise but he said he'd look into it and <laughs> um, but uh yeah that's kind of they're they're really interested on in in actually um trying to make the platform better for you and that's something that we found as well and you were saying it earlier massively in terms of the difference between meta and tiktok you're assigned an account manager and they're yeah. they're actually really really decent um pretty hands-on pretty hands-on yeah yeah um so yeah i think in terms of their whole business portals i mean i don't even want to sound like this is a big ad for tiktok but like you know they've clearly made a lot of effort so they've got their ads library which is really useful because they'll show you the top performing ads you can look at the ads with the biggest click-through rate i mean i've never seen anything like that on any other social advertising platform where you can find out what the most successful ads in the uk or ireland or wherever is you know it's it's um no the creative inspiration on that that ads platform is really really great i mean like the only other thing i can compare it to and it's it's not like for like really is to transparency on facebook so you can see for example going to reebok going to their facebook page you can see what ads they're running at the moment but there's like you said there's nothing there that says this yeah exactly yeah um and something that i i actually noticed in the last while like, i don't know when they actually introduced it but it i think it takes maybe about a month or so after brands um like an, a new ad account of a brand starts advertising and they give you an option to auto target um which sounds like kind of a, a, a media buyer's hell you know not being able to configure everything manually and like i i remember when i first saw it i was like absolutely i'm not touching that um but for the engagement ads and for the follower campaigns, um, I did a bit of research and actually this auto-targeting is essentially, it does all the work for you in terms of just pushing the videos out to people's feeds who will essentially respond to them as much as possible. The algorithm knows better than any of us. Um, we're definitely going to see more of that. I mean, Google Ads, the most traditional, the biggest ad platform, at some point in the next couple of years, they're going to get to the point where you literally just give them your website URL and they write your ads, choose your keywords. And you do the work. Yeah. And we're going to see algorithms doing more of the work. I mean, when was the last time you adjusted your bid on any ad platform, you know, and 
Um, yeah. We used to always have to do that. That was like half the bloody work, you know, years ago. So, um, yeah, I think clearly the algorithms, because at the end of the day, our, our dumb human assumptions and decisions are never going to quite match that. So that, that is an interesting direction they're taking things in. So just thinking back to the process. So, yeah, you've got this kind of plan and then you've got the reactive stuff and you've just you know, kind of, you know, quickly call the client. Can we do this as a guy pronouncing protein bar wrong, um, etc. OK, so in terms of then the production, I'm curious because I haven't worked in an agency for a few years now. And um, with TikTok, what what are you doing? Are you like getting all the expensive equipment out and uh, and making polished stuff? Or is it all shot on phone? Is it all edited in CapCut and TikTok? Like, how are you doing it? First of all, we're a social first agency. Um, I don't know, that kind of seems a bit wishy-washy, but to, um, you know, like a lot of kind of bigger communication agencies, that would run full-scale campaigns happen to offer social run the flip size flip side we're 100 social everything we do is we live and breathe it in terms of the agency then it's split in half so we have half our team is purity content creation and half the team is solely management community management uh, advertising management and social media management obviously um in terms of content and how it's created per in terms of the style for for tiktok so we work with um, some econ brands and we we want the style of content to be looked like it's shot on a phone but we might shoot it on a camera so that's just stylistically um but then on the flip side for a lot of the fmcg brands we work with you know it could be as simple as jumping on a trend putting eyes on a bag of pop- popcorn that's obviously shot all on the phone um so yeah pretty much depends like, yeah, yeah but the majority i'd say would be shot on a phone um, for kind of some of the, I guess, high, higher produced quality content that we'd like to cross contaminate across Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok would obviously be shot on a professionally pro- professionally produced. But um, and what's in the toolkit? I mean, I don't know how close you are to the content creation team, but what what's in the toolkit? What kind of apps and software and tools and gadgets? It's mostly the Adobe suite we work. They work with the guys too, um, um, and then in terms of shooting, we shoot with a Blackmagic. Um, so yeah, it's really decent gear. Um, but again, it's kind of flipped on its head sometimes when you're like, Jesus, that video just blew up with a couple hundred thousand views, and it was shot in ten minutes on an iPhone, edited in CapCut. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes you're like bewildered with what ads, why why something actually works like I was, I was chatting to um, an account manager in Connecticut at uh, Nutrition which is like a sports nutrition brand here in Ireland and they're in the UK as well and he was saying that you know one really really simple video that blew up was literally just someone dumping um, amino acids in, in a drink and shaking it but at the time it was a, I forget the actual footballer in the UK but there was there was controversy over him at the time and just because because he was dropped um and just because someone might have been searching his name the video that was posted two months ago blew up to over two million views so like you just don't know why sometimes why certain videos blow up and certain videos don't but um i guess that's the that's the randomness of tiktok isn't it yeah, and of course, you, yeah, you have to keep that look and feel of of TikTok or Reels content. So you have to presumably still someone has to you know put it in the app like TikTok, Instagram, whatever, and then use stickers and captions and 
the built-in functionality. Mm. Um, do you th- do you think then it's important for most content for it to just yeah to avoid it looking like a repurposed TV ad essentially? I think it it depends again kind of on each like on each brand and what what we were saying kind of about you know how brands who were scared of TikTok initially and still are are kind of coming around to it is because of the fact that you know they have the ability to create content that again isn't a sort of um uh, so as personable as let's say the the kind of phone shot content but they are able to create the sort of um like asmr let's say food content that will do really well but that's very professionally shot and everything mm. um, and then they can obviously repurpose it across all the different platforms and those yeah, cost a little bit more money but that's kind of how those brands that were scared of it are kind of coming into the platform is that there is a market for them too yeah different. and they're also um they also want to get a good bang for their book. So like AS, like like we mentioned, a lot of food brands we work with, and a big thing, big trend that's been around the clock for two years is ASMR like content. So um we work with Gambia, one of the brands come eating cheese. You can't go wrong with ASMR style recipe content around cheese as well, you know. Um so making nachos, crunching of the crisps, everything. So um we ran a campaign for them where we created a bunch of recipe that has some more videos and that performed really really well on tiktok because they let that it lent into that trend as more but then we could also repurpose it across facebook reels instagram reels youtube shorts so that's where brands are like okay how can we get the most bang for our book here and we can create x content that will live across x-men platforms so um i think there's yeah there is like the two like i would say actually it's almost there's two sections to kind of brands and tiktok is you have those ones that again are coming on and they're again trying to well i say trying they want to kind of remain the professional sort of style but it's still very digestible pardon the pun cheese asmr um like for for people viewing it um but then you have the other side of like people who again brands who are happy to be very blase and hop on all the trends and just mm-hmm. shoot everything with the phone and it could be a five second video and that, that blows up yeah and those ones will blow up much more than unfortunately any of the professionally shot content the professional shot, um, shot content will, can still do well organically it's just in terms of trends that's what gets you your name out there mm-hmm. and that's what yeah it tends to go a trend will start everyone will jump on it and then a brand will jump on it and then it will die very, very quickly. So um, it's like you're just trying to catch onto that tail end of the trend before it crashes a quick death. But um, that's, as I mentioned, why we have someone that's just on trends all day. And in terms of driving the authenticity of the content, what more brands are doing now is getting, you know, is realizing that they're never going to have have that kind of authentic look and feel and so they're getting creators to do the content for them um are you working with creators or influencers much in that way influencers traditionally would have been um you know quite affordable to work with but they over the last couple of years obviously have realized their worth and their reach um but no we 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 do work with a number of influencers and across different brands um what we found is as well like we work with a company called a brand called lambe whiskey um and we just paired with a he's an influencer but he's a creator um brandon marini is the name to basically create content he's a tiktok influencer so 
create content around the whiskey brand and then push it through his following. Um, so that's a really, really, um, I guess, effective way of um, utilizing an influencer, especially for an alcohol brand because you can't advertise on TikTok yet. Um, but yeah, we work with a number of them. Um, but like I said, some of them are a lot more effective than others. And what we actually found out recently TikTok are, are setting up is like a, I can't remember the exact terminology it is, but like a creator studio almost. So it'll be a case where let's say a, one of our brands wants to utilize a an influencer for a campaign. There's going to be like a whole directory of influences under like the alcohol category or the like food category, lifestyle um, and then you can kind of pair up that way. Um, and what TikTok allows you to do that Instagram doesn't is, let's say we worked with an influencer and the we got them to to post the video to their page because again, they have the following rather than the brand. We can then, as let's say on the brand side, we can utilize that video on the influencer's page and run it as an ad that will direct to the brand's page. So um, lot, like a lot different to Instagram and a lot more kind of flexible in that kind of time you know like rather than having to upload it separately and you know brands aren't going to get the reach that influencers are they can post it organically to the influencers page and utilize that video as um as an ad which is yeah which is great yeah that that's that's what i mean that's definitely what i'm seeing more of from brands and you're right tiktok of this um influencer diet well this creator directory um and i think that's i think yeah, I think the fact we're calling them creators gives some indication of where we're going. I think this idea of just buying influence as if like as if like influencers are this like media channel that you just like you buy impressions on or something. I think we're definitely another shift that's taking place is moving away from that and working with the same people, but we're calling them creators and they are essentially collaborators. Yeah, yeah. creators makes them seem seem a lot more uh I guess legit, doesn't it as well? It's not as uh, diluted yeah. compared to influencers. Well, we're buying their creation. We're buying their content creation. We're buying the fact that they can create content our audience cares about in a way that it looks more authentic and relevant to the audience. Uh, we're not just yeah buying buying views, right? Um, which is a good thing. And I think it's because like people have become a lot more aware of ads and you know mm. how to notice them immediately and if they're authentic or not and i think yeah i think it's it's kind of been as something that i think has been necessary for a while or like the shift, the shift has been kind of obvious because there was a period where people just were almost kind of allergic to to ads from influencers obviously that they know you know wouldn't have known the product or anything so it's it's, it's good that brands are taking their time now and influences also in terms of partnerships because the authenticity is is key um, and the creative side is, is much more important than i think it used to be as well Okay, I think our listeners are pretty on board with uh, the idea that they need to get more video centric and invest in um, certainly in TikTok to, to kind of future proof what they're doing and reach more people. Tell us what our listeners should do immediately after this episode finishes to get started leveraging video, leveraging TikTok. I'll get a few tips from you in turn if that's all right, Olive. Um, I'll let you go first. What would you suggest people do right away? The main thing, obviously the advice we're given now will change by next week as well. So that's also something to keep in mind. And I think I think that's actually a point I would make is like um, a platform we use is called, uh, it's called Social Minds. Um, I, I, I don't know if you've mentioned it before and it like it constantly, every single day, we get at least, I get at least one email 
um, that kind of gives me all of the, the kind of roundup updates for the last day. So it's, it's, it's not even a platform that kind of tells you this week uh, or this month. It is like a daily update on social media, what's happening, every algorithm, platform. every single platform. Um, I would say social minds. That's it. Yeah. I think it's, a, I think it's an extension of social chain. Potentially. Yeah. Um, yeah that's that's a really good point yeah it's like um obviously again the the video content we've already kind of spoken about and kind of that's it is very relevant but i think the main thing is is that like everything we've talked about today could change by next week and i think staying up to date and kind of relevant with what's happening in social media is the most important thing um so yeah social minds would be kind of a good place to start um in terms of kind of subscribing to them and it's free like it's it's free at all just kind of you know it would just come to your to your inbox every day and seeing what's what is working and what is inevitably not going to work in the next few weeks is is important to yeah in terms of setting up shop for producing you know more and better video content in a place like tiktok any kind of you know, practical things like if you were telling a friend down the pub who's, you know, about to embark on some marketing or some content marketing there, what would be your kind of first three or so steps that you'd say you've got to do these things, you know, at the very outset? I would say like going into TikTok, if you're going into TikTok, obviously in a business sort of um, in a business way, in a business mindset, I would say start to tailor your for you page to give you the trends, to give you those sort of um yeah those sort of inspiration like you you can so any 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 single sort of business marketing um account you kind of come across follow it um and those sort of accounts i mean the ones that inform you of trends like there are literally accounts that are dedicated to telling you this trend is happening soon um, and having notification bells on for them that's what i would kind of be saying so tune into yeah tune into accounts that are giving advice on how to grow on TikTok, how to grow a business, how to do ads and better content and how to formulate good video. Yeah, and create, like we have a, or I have a separate uh, TikTok account just for marketing. So just like I'm just searching digital marketing, yeah. social media tips. And if I have a couple extra minutes during the day, I just jump on that and see, you know, you can, yeah. you can the thing is a lot of people are doing it now on Reddit. A real Gen Z stat or Generation Alpha. It's people aren't Google searching anymore; they're TikTok searching. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something. It's a good, it's a good yeah. point. Definitely something that that uh, you can a lot of information from. Yeah, because I, I think you know we can like we can all say go on and hop on trends and create and create videos, but like obviously, as in terms of actual practical advice, I'd say start in a place where you'll be able to then be fed the videos that will actually work for you, rather than just hopping on right now and, and seeing what's what's working for. For certain people yeah okay good cheers olive peter uh, what kind of you know actionable bullet point type tips would you give to someone embarking on this uh, on a journey in video and tiktok i think the biggest thing uh especially if you're starting your product or brand from scratch the people really like supporting people starting from scratch that it's so i think a big thing is getting your personality through the platform you know so if you are willing to jump in front of the camera do you know because a lot of people will invest in that um and you see that constantly with uh blow my hashtag blow my small business up or uh people like supporting people so rather than obviously much larger 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 mncs um so yeah i guess some one thing would be as i'll have said researching what your niche is and then trying to actually bring and um basically highlight your personality through the platform 
Um, just to add on to what you're saying, also don't be afraid to um, ask teenage, like your nieces, nephews, sons, daughters, and cousins, anyone for advice, because as, as much as, you know, in the business world, they may be out of depth. I, on the, in the TikTok business world, I can tell you that they definitely won't be. Mm. And I can tell you that they will know how to spot an ad immediately. Um, and they'll also be able to tell you if a video um, that you're looking to run as an ad will kind of blend in seamlessly to their for you page or not. So I would say reach out to those Gen Zers around you as well, asking what they digest and what works for them. Cause they, you, I think you'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good advice. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, look, I'm, our time is up. Unfortunately that whizzed by, uh, I've got one more question to ask you, of course, just tell me where people can um, find and connect with you online after listening to this. Yeah. So I guess LinkedIn is the best. Um, so our website's obviously simplysocial.ae, Instagram handle simplysocial.ae, and then our LinkedIn, uh, mine's obviously Peter Shannon, and the company page is Simply Social. Good stuff. Guys, Olive, Peter, thanks so much. Thanks so much for your time. That was great. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about transforming your marketing career through certified online training, head to digitalmarketinginstitute.com. Thanks for listening.